Hello, and welcome back to Africa Rising. This is episode three, and today we have yet another amazing, incredible guest from Kenya, Mr. Kartik Murugesen. Just to remind you folks, this is the podcast that brings you industry professionals, uh, students, and solution-based arguments. We're always learning and developing, and I simply want you to learn a little more about my country and Africa as a whole. So uh, let's let's get into it. Without further ado, um, welcome, Mr. Kartik, and thank you so much for being on my show. This is uh, such an honor to have someone as knowledgeable and credible as yourself, and very well spoken, uh, I must say, is again truly wonderful. Um, so if you can, please introduce yourself to my listeners and tell them a little bit about what you do and uh, uh, if you've worked where you've worked and uh, end your introduction by answering what technology means in your opinion. All right. Um, thank you so much for having me in your podcast. Um, right. As uh, as your presenter has said, um, my name is Kartik. Uh, I'm actually a student actuary at the Institute and Faculty of Actuaries. Um, I have recently graduated from the City of uh, City University of London with a degree in actuarial science. Wow. Yes. So for those of you who do not know, um, an actuary pretty much deals with real life problems. We aim to try and solve uncertainties um, using statistics, economics, finance, uh, obviously mathematics, because, you know, this is actually a data-driven industry. Yes. In fact, yeah. In fact, if you want to compare us, we could say we are a bit of a mix of accountants and data scientists, except uh, with accountants, we tend to value the future uh, as well as the present. Mm-hmm. And whereas with data scientists, we you could say we are more traditional with our methods. Mm-hmm. Like with data scientists, they can deal with raw data, as you can say, like primary data. We can only deal with uh, processed secondary uh, secondary data to produce our, you can say, our predictions uh, to solve uh, uncertainties. We normally deal with uh, mortality or, in this case, you know, insurances, uh, investment. Nowadays, we expand. We are expanding towards healthcare, and yeah, pretty much other types of industries. Like you know, reinsurance mm-hmm. nowadays is becoming popular, especially with uh, the COVID nineteen pandemic currently happening. Yes. Yeah. It now, sounds, uh, yes. Sorry, go ahead. No, it sounds like such a. I've you know, I've I've only come across uh, a few people who've studied in the world of actuaries and. Um, to have you, you know, be part of that industry is uh, is truly remarkable, and it's such an honor because you provide us, uh, myself and my listeners, with a different perspective, you know, on economics and uh, the economy and finance and uh, technology, and uh, uh, that's that's truly remarkable. And um, I just wanted to ask you, on top of what you were saying before, what are the types of jobs? Uh, that students uh, can obtain uh, in this industry, in this field? Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, It really depends with uh, the degree uh, pathway you're taking. Like I've done a very specialized degree, um, probably because I've taken like, you know, additional maths. I was actually a a maths fanatic back in high school. So that's how I was able to, in fact, um, for those of you who did not know, uh, 
in the past it was actually a master's program it was not even supposed to be a bachelor's program but there were a lot of students who had a lot of interest in mathematics that they easily um, you know got grasp of the master's equivalent like right but it's only sp- uh, spanned across like 3 to 4 years so you know that's an opportunity that uh, i easily grabbed yes yeah so regarding your question um, obviously insurance but nowadays we're going into like investment banking uh, risk management um we also tend to serve the government as well like for example like there are actuaries working in let's say the government of kenya for pensions mm-hmm. uh, we tend to do like a lot of uh, calculations like how much you're supposed to contribute to your pension and also um how much we are supposed to have in order to pay your pensions once you uh, retire and enjoy your retirement right right yeah but now we are expanding a lot more there are a lot more consultant actuaries you know tend who tend to like help uh, ceos yes. know, go go into areas where probably they are not sure of like we know that entrepreneurs are supposed to be risk takers yeah, yeah. yes but you can say we actuaries we tend to um understand risk a bit more prudent than an entrepreneur but probably enough for him to make a calculated decision based right. on those risks right yeah. understood i th- i i that that is truly fascinating yes. like this is truly fascinating and this is such an honor so um so mr kartik i want you to explain actually i want you to tell us what technology means in your opinion uh how do you define technology for me um technology is actually more of a blessing really <laughs> yes like <laughs> like basically um being you know from an actuarial background we process like a lot of data and right. with technology innovating forward we actually getting much more uh predictable uh uncertainties being solved for example and away maybe away from like my my profession i would rather say like um for me to actually you know go ahead and youtube some of the lectures to understand the topics a bit more yes. or perhaps um going across let's say ted videos to educate myself more on yes. various aspects yes. that is happening across the world i mean uh, really from the comfort of my own bedroom that's really a blessing right and do you think with uh, with living in kenya um do you have you seen uh technology play an important part in uh in the society um if if so how has it played a vital role in the society or are there places where you've seen that technology needs to inf- like needs to penetrate in order for the society in that area to grow um what do, what do you think um I, i would rather be honest in saying that um obviously we all know that kenya is of, is approaching a digital a digital approach yes uh, but at the same time you know they are still um, marginally focused towards the agricultural sector mm-hmm. we can talk about like some of the greatest boons as you say mm-hmm. to kenya's digital economy like mpesa for example M-Pesa. yes yeah so for those of you who do not know hopefully you guys do um, mpesa is literally like a digital money transfer system that is currently being used uh, across Kenya and, and of course across uh, several countries like i understand recently that afghanistan have been using mpesa right now oh wow yeah 
I did not know that. <laughs> that is amazing. And uh, yes, and I'm actually to jump onto your point, uh, Mr. Kartik, in my yep. first episode, I was talking to someone who actually uh, uses M-Pesa. It's, it's kind of like a lifestyle for them to, uh, to have M-Pesa, you know, it's a need. And yeah. uh, they said, they, um, my, my interviewee said that they now M-Pesa has started to, you can use M-Pesa to send money even internationally. Definitely. Yes, and I think it's grown exponentially and uh, technology has really yeah. advanced in Kenya. Um, and uh, I just um, wanted to tell you a fact that I found out recently that uh, the you know finance in Kenya, such as M-Pesa, is we all know rapidly growing and is stated to be uh, valued at about uh, half of Kenya's GDP. Um, that is considering all the transactions made through uh, a, a service like M-Pesa. Um, so wow. with that being said, um, I would like to tailor this conversation towards your field, which is uh, actuaries and finance and economics. And uh, through your experience in uh, studying abroad and in Kenya, how do both countries differ with the technology in the finance and economical sector? Um, well, uh Obviously, we still need to talk a little bit about M-Pesa because, honestly, M-Pesa has really benefited Kenya economically. Immensely, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, for example, I watched a recent, not even recent TED video about uh, a telecommunications CEO uh, commenting about M-Pesa. And yes. in fact, you know, uh, when Europe that time was just gearing towards the Android or smartphone market, yes. Um, you know, for M-Pesa to actually appear, you know, to actually incorporate different types of uh, telecommunication devices. I mean, those days, you know, before these smartphones came to uh, to be, you know, we used to have like uh, dial phones or, or phones where we, we had to press the numbers to yeah. call someone. Yes. I think some <laughs> of our listeners would remember those days. Definitely, definitely, yes. You know, that to have such a, a sophisticated money transfer system to occur between various uh, uh, telecommunication devices, you know, that's you know, really amazing. Yeah. Now, back to uh, looking at it towards my scope. Uh, unfortunately, you know, uh, if you look at Kenya's population status, uh, and that's, you know, coming from an actuarial background, I obviously know a little bit more about it. Yes. Those of you who do not know, Kenya's population, the median age for Kenya is 19. That means half of the population of Kenya is literally under the age of 19. Wow. So, which means like there are very less people who are really concerned for, you know, uh, life insurance or pension. Right. Maybe there'll be people who are a bit more concerned for motor insurance. Right. But that's... So... In terms of like my for my career my actuarial demand, you know, like we're not we're not yet there as yet for Kenya. Mm -hmm. We're probably there in terms of like you know uh, reinsurance, mm -hmm. but that's really uh, for like for now. I think maybe as Kenya progresses economically, you know, like um, I don't know if you know this, Alika, um, you know, uh, Nairobi is having a major uplift. Like they're building a mega expressway from the south of Nairobi, go, connecting all the way towards uh, Nakuru. Like it's just exiting uh, off uh, Deloitte yes. Uh, building. Yes, I've, so, I've heard of it. Yes, it's a, a massive project. Yes. So 
there, my point is that, you know, uh, as Kenya expects, actually, the economy to skyrocket because with that facility coming into play, we are going to expect a lot more conferences from uh, international uh, investments. You know? Right. And, and as a result, Kenya's economy is expected to skyrocket as a result of this, obviously, depending on the decisions made by the government. Probably something, right. you know, we actually probably should have a hand in right, right. asking the government to finance, to come up with a project. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry, no. I just lost my train of thought. What were we discussing? Sorry. No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. All the information that you that you uh, were saying is uh, it all relates because even let's let's I will I will uh, jump into what I said before. But uh, just to add on to your point of the expressway, I think you know even a road is a form of technology. You know exactly. because it, because it 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 boosts economic value yeah. it boosts gdp it boosts um it connects different people it connects people's yeah. uh, communities so yeah things like uh the expressway and highways and roads connecting people in nairobi or even kenya and i know that they're also exactly. constructing new roads from nairobi to Mo- uh, mombasa and mombasa for those of you who don't know is a coastal city um on the kenyan coast and they're building roads so that it can be uh, safer and uh, people can connect and use the road more and um, that is bringing in a lot of uh, revenue and profit and growth for the country and that form of technology is definitely good for the country and definitely yeah. good for your field as well right your industry yeah. Um, yeah. and um, I'm so okay just this I actually when I was researching this uh, these topics I actually uh, uh, came across this one article and I want to share it with you um, according to this article that was published by the uh, the Harvard Business Review countries like uh, Kenya uh, our neighboring Rwanda or even far off to the west Nigeria has has been using inexpensive technology to mobilize uh, consumer consumption and yeah. uh, the article also states that uh, financial technology, uh, fine tech industry was dominated by the U.S. for 60 years. Um, wow. And yeah, and then it shifted to China for 10 years. And now African countries like Kenya and South Africa and Nigeria are starting to take over. So um, as someone who now I have been away from Kenya for a while and, yeah, uh, someone I understand. Who, <laughs> and someone who currently resides in Kenya, are you able to see this shift in uh, technology from uh, like moving to a more financial technology rather than uh, recreational technology? Uh, by recreational, I mean just using social media. Are you able to see this shift? Um, Kenya is actually getting there. Um, personally, in my opinion, uh, while Kenya is striving towards uh, digitalization, in fact, uh, I might as well tell this point. For those of you who do not know, imagine, actually, Kenya has passed uh, a recent law that allows them to have tax filings by electronic. It's even, it's even done that before India. So that's actually wow. a huge improvement. You know, it's a, it's a huge benefit, rather, like, mm-hmm. especially now with this uh, system is currently happening. Um, yes. Yeah, uh, yes, uh, Kenya is approaching towards that stage, but I feel like uh, Kenya should probably also focus a bit more on the manufacturing. Like uh, it has been tradition like for countries to 
move from agricultural to manufacturing and then finally into the financial sector yes but uh, with kenya going towards the financial i mean that's obviously a huge improvement yeah yes yes but i think they should also focus more on the manufacturing process as well because um kenya is literally like a mold of clay like we can <laughs> we can literally have so much opportunities uh, with kenya like is not just with agriculture and is not just gearing towards financial services mm-hmm. but really if kenya can really focus on increasing the manufacturing process as well as uh, you know doing the financial services as well i think really uh, kenya can really you know skyrocket in fact i had so many discussions with my friends they yes. all agreed yes. that not just manufacturing is not just about uh, making the materials it's about distribution as well Yes. And in fact, yes. uh, there have been times where farmers in Kenya had difficulty in transporting their goods, and as a result, uh, more than half of Kenya's agricultural produce ends up getting wasted as a result. I don't know if this is a true statistic because it's been a while since I reviewed this de- reviewed this data, but I personally feel with this gearing towards manufacturing, like building roads, uh, building bridges. Yes. as well as yes. getting towards uh, economic and financial progress like having mega financial services mm-hmm. i think really this is going to really uh, catapult kenya's economy a, a lot more further like it's in fact what i seriously urge from kenya is that they should take lessons learned from countries like america and the united kingdom take the lessons you know what the mistakes they made and yes. make it better In fact um I don't know if you know this like I listen to a lot of spiritual guidance and one of the spiritual lectures I've been to they often talk about like uh Kenya instead of focusing on what the Americans are doing they should focus really on what they're doing themselves because they they have they have something what the Americans have not they have the the molding clay but they also have the lessons and the knowledge learned from America and if that is the case honestly speaking we could i could be joking and saying kenya could surpass america maybe not really kenya has a, still has a long road to go but what i can say is that um with the proper guidance and with the proper utilization of resources kenya can literally uh, be on the road towards uh, towards greatness i mean not just kenya really actually east africa exactly. for example um, i heard that rwanda is actually gearing to become the singapore of africa in fact yes. uh, the capital airport i think kigali is kigali the capital of rwanda is that correct kigali yes they they recently got a contract with qatar airways to build a mega airport so wow. it's not just kenya that is benefiting from uh, this economic change is actually several countries like yes. countries like rwanda burundi tanzania uganda and like you said yourself you nigeria is gearing towards you know economic progress yeah i think rwanda i've 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 like honestly i look at rwanda and i'm <laughs> it's so inspirational where they're heading first of all yeah. they're very they're the cleanest country they've maintained a good report with a lot of uh, multinationals um they have a lot of policies that protect their local people technological industries also growing really rapidly as you're saying and i think and i i think you know uh, my prediction is that rwanda is going to take is going to what do you call it move into first place instead of kenya 
I, I, I know predict, that. I predict. I know that. that. <laughs> I also predict that as well. Like that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like it's not necessarily will uh, will be like China competing with uh, competing with America, but definitely yes. yeah. uh, with the competition that is rising in all the uh, uh, East African countries. Yes. Because like I said, technology is not just benefiting Canada; it's actually benefiting all of Africa. Right. So exactly. with the competition in mind, you know, we are really expecting a great progress, not just for Kenya, but for really for all of Africa. Yes, Because absolutely. They are literally absolutely. like a molding clay. Like we can literally have this huge opportunities right now. And with the countries gearing towards climate change and Kenya and Kenya not just Kenya actually with other countries being that molding clay and can learn lessons from America and all other countries, they yes. can easily shift towards climate change really building on sustainable economy, which I think now many people are now considering. Right, right. That's a that's yeah. a really good point, and thank you for sharing that because I think sustainability is uh, and climate change is something that uh, they should be focusing on, and they should be trying to amend right now, and uh, not have to uh, cover the costs and incur those costs later on, and have it be like trillions of dollars later on. At least deal with the uh, investing that type of technology to create a better and sustainable. Um, Uh, market and uh, economy right now, and spend a few million dollars instead of waiting until the future and spending trillions. Definitely, yes. Um, and um, so, uh, Mr. Kartik, I want to uh, ask you: If living in Kenya, have you been able? Have you been able to travel to remote areas within Kenya, or have you only stayed in? Uh, urban locations and by remote areas i mean you also going on vacation or visiting have you been to remote areas okay i'll be honest with you um ever since like a child uh, yes. i have been to actually all the national parks so yes. uh, i also been to i also revisited some national parks yes to, like get a like a, to relive some of those memories yes. uh, the number one uh, impact which i've seen is that Um, the roads are actually, you know, much more smoother and much more cleaner than before. Makes yes. a lot more smoother journey. Uh, secondly, is the increase of telecommunication signals. So uh. right now, like in the past, I couldn't even able to access, you know, uh, uh, Safaricom those days, you know, because the remote the areas are so remote, we wouldn't get the, uh, those telecommunication Signal. signals. But nowadays. Yes. I can easily, you know, go to mobile data, uh, yes. post on my Instagram, say, yes. hello, everyone. I'm calling from Masai Mara, uh, wow. enjoying this wonderful view. So uh, there has been that kind of progress. And right. not to mention, there are a lot more people right now who are actually commuting to Nairobi from remote areas like Machakos, you know, even down further on. Yes. Which really shows like how um, these improvements have really have shaped uh, Kenya's economy. So if I compare then to now, I can truly say that uh, Kenya has made a lot of progress. I don't know, I've not been to any re recent national parks. Probably the last time I visited a national park was probably in 2019. Yes, oh, that but, was quite recent. Yeah, but uh, if, if what I'm seeing is an improvement, then I can definitely say there's a definite improvement in terms of accessing these remote areas obviously there's still more improvement to come right right but, uh, everything is at the hands of not only the government but obviously at the hands of god so let's let's see you know how things unfold because yeah. only time will tell 
Yes. And just to just to ask you, I, I this is it's actually quite interesting and I want to hear your opinion um, yeah. I, with with the with an African market or simply the Kenyan market. Um, if you don't have Wi-Fi, a lot of people rely on mobile data like Internet bundles. Yes. Um, with uh, that are given out by Safaricom and another telecommunication company called Airtel. And um, I, I want your opinion on if if these telecommunication companies or other internet companies uh, penetrate into remote areas, do you think that uh, setting up Wi-Fi hubs will, bene- will benefit the local community rather than providing them with internet bundles? Or do you think that they should have best the best of both worlds? Um, it's actually a very good question. And I can actually speak from experience because India has actually done uh, a similar thing. Right. Like um, just as a, as a price comparison, yes. um, you can get uh, a bundle of 2 GB data daily even. Yes. For as little as around, um, I think around 150 Kenya shillings. So wow. that's as a direct comparison. And it has actually improved like a lot of my friends and relatives back home in India because they no longer have to rely uh, paying a high fixed uh, payment for Wi-Fi. Rather, they can just pay uh, around 150 Kenya shillings to access uh, 2 GB uh, data daily. And it, and it just gets, uh, you know, like once uh, 2 GB is end for the day, you don't have to wait until the end of the month. You just have to wait for uh, for the next day. Next day, and, exactly. And for the listeners out there, one hundred and fifty Kenyan shillings is equivalent to one dollar fifty cents, and that is for two gigabytes of data daily. Yes, that in is fact, impressive. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, th- no. Yeah. Please go ahead. Please go ahead. In fact, um, for those of you who do not know, there's even one guy who uh, revolutionized telecommunications in India by providing unlimited. Uh, data like you know it wow. was literally that's it was literally that you know damning of the of the market like yes, sky, yeah. like prices literally plummeted because yes. of that one guy so uh coming back to the question at hand what, which one would be better uh wi-fi hubs versus uh Internet mobile data and... services yes um personally speaking uh in order for uh, to have Wi-Fi, uh, Wi-Fi hubs, you know, the, the telecommunications companies should be able to access the people in remote areas. Right. You know, via road to at least maintain. You know, like uh, even right now, I still have problems with optic fiber. Like once in a while, the Wi-Fi just, you know, snaps somewhere along the optic fiber, and we have to right. call the guy to uh, to service it. Right. Like uh, we are heading that direction of, uh, you know, having. Wi-Fi hubs all over Kenya. Yes. But I personally feel like probably mobile data could be the way forward, but the only problem with mobile data is obviously the pricings. Like the pricings are still, you know, a bit high for, in my opinion. Like they probably need to redu- reduce a little bit more just so that they can, so that local Kenyans can benefit from yes. you know, using data bundles. So I think right now, best of both worlds because uh, in terms of both accessibility versus uh, the fees to be charged. But yeah, like it can literally go either way, depending on how um, the companies literally act on this information. Like they can either uh, move on to their data bundle uh, service 
and with that reduce their prices yes. or they can benefit from kenya's road work road works and access the people in remote areas and provide them with wifi although one downside with all telecommunications is obviously how will it affect the environment and right. therefore the government has to balance that you know with the progress with uh, technology comes with the threat towards nature yes. so you know to build a sustainable economy it's not just we have to benefit digitally we also have to make sure that no matter what we do we should avoid Definitely. damaging the environment that much mm-hmm. yes and uh, i think with uh, what you're saying is very important because as as much as people look at uh, technology to be the savior of mankind and uh, you know <laughs> to yes. be the next um, ever like big massive evolution of the world i think not a lot of people are factoring in that there's a lot of environmental factors that come into play and uh, i want to just share with you some information recently there have been some 5g 5g um Uh, telecommunication, uh, uh, what are those things called? Satellites that have been put up in different areas around uh, Canada, even around the world. And uh, uh, with those telecommunication towers, the environment around is being affected because of the frequency and the radiation that those towers are emitting. So a lot of the natural habitats around are uh, dying. They're failing to strive. They're failing to live. and um and i think your point of uh, trying to find a way to balance uh technology and also the environment uh, should be a priority for a lot of these uh technological companies there have been you know like you know sometimes like there have been rumors like about uh the the telecommunication signals sometimes you know interrupting with the signals from the birds sometimes you know deviating from their path of migration yes so you know that's one of the things i i easily kept in mind you know whenever i consider like the benefit of my smartphone i always consider like does it really damage, damage the environment and right now i cannot be certain because you know uh, as long as the information is available and i can easily you know google search using technology yeah. and i can easily find out and then i have to now find out oh how much how much did i cost the environment by just googling something right and yeah so yes. your footprint you know, like that's why i've not done like probably as much research as i should because again these are probably rumors you know i i'm not really an expert when it comes to environment because i left the science field probably a long time ago like yes. you know to become an actuarial science student i had yeah. to give up uh, one of the things which i love which is uh, science which is ironic actuarial science has science <laughs> in the name <laughs> yeah yes Wow that that's that's truly fascinating and uh, I I get I understand your point that even if uh, even us talking on Zoom today we don't know the type of frequency that we're emitting to the outside world because we're still using Wi-Fi the Wi-Fi is getting a signal from the uh, posts uh, the posts are getting a signal from somewhere so <laughs> we just have to be cautious of our um technological footprint um but i exactly. think that uh if we if you and i as well as uh, our listeners know that uh and understand that uh, you know they should minimize on using certain things that affect the environment i think i think we can sustain a better future um and uh with that being said mr kartik uh i want to conclude this episode 
by just uh, saying thank you to you. Thank you so much for accepting to be on my show. This is once again, this is such an honor. And uh, you have given us such an insightful um, in, uh, episode. And I think my listeners, I hope my listeners can go away learning, having learned about something. I definitely uh, have gone away learning that M-Pesa is also used in Afghanistan. And um, <laughs> I've never, I didn't know that. So um, yeah, uh, I just want to allow you, I want to open up the floor to you to give any final remarks to the listeners. Um, if you want to give your points or uh, views or motivational uh, <laughs> uh, quotes, uh, yeah. I'm fine with that. The floor is yours. Um, okay, first of all, I want to thank you because honestly speaking, um, this is actually my first ever uh, podcast interview, first wow. of all. <laughs> you did well. You did really well. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much once again. Uh, secondly, um, you know, uh, technology is really changing our lives. You know, it's making our lives better. Mm. Um, at the same time, you know, uh, being Kenyan, you know, we are concerned not only about uh, making progress, but also making sustainable progress, especially when it comes to wildlife, mm -hmm. you know, yes. like especially with elephant poachings and everything, you know, obviously right now things have calmed down because of the pandemic, but yes. otherwise, you know, uh, we are very concerned, you know, towards managing both aspects. Hopefully, you know, the government can, you know, balance the two. And probably as a final remark, um, probably I would say that um, this applies to actually every case. It's not just technology. It's not just, uh, you know, the podcast. It's literally about everything. Mm -hmm. A famous quote, I really want to leave with my with the listeners. As long as the efficient refrain, the incompetent shall rule. And it just not applies to you and political leaders. It applies to literally um, everything because like the moment we let um, the efficiency, you know, back down, yes. you know, we're going to end up damaging a lot more than what it already has happened. Like we could end up like having not really achieving our goals at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just you know, to really utilize your resources to ensure that their goal is reached. So I think that's probably I want to leave as to the listeners because they probably can consider this in every aspect of their lives, down from setting up their own goals to, you know, really considering the topic at hand. Yes, definitely. I know, I personally know that I'm going to take that quote away from you and I'm going to incorporate it into my lifestyle. <laughs> I need to. I I have to give you a spoiler. That's not my quote. I heard it from somewhere, but I thought it's so beautiful that I have to share it. Unfortunately, ah. I do not know who, who started the quote in the first place. Oh, no. But it's okay. I, so I can't give the credits. <laughs> oh, no, it's okay. It's, you know, you've, you've, you've at least uh, um, said that it came from somewhere else. Uh, that person will get the credit. And um, yes. So, Mr. Kartik, thank you so much once again for uh, being on my show. And uh, I really uh, wish that we can have conversations like this in the future again, not just on technology. I wish we can talk about anything else. And uh, I hope to carry on this, uh, my, my podcast and my project, even after I graduate. And uh, I definitely want to invite you back for another show, for another episode. Yep. <laughs> Definitely. Anytime, my friend, you know, um, I'm there for you, not just for your podcast, anything, you know, just uh, let me know. 
Definitely, definitely. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a wrap, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode four of the Africa Rising podcast. I hope you learned a lot from this episode. I know that I did. And please stay tuned for the next episode as I will be inviting a very special guest, actually an influencer from Kenya, who will be speaking about his experiences and his role with social media and the internet. Who loves a good social media talk? So see you next week. And once again, I am your host, Ali Khan Haji.